0: The dead will walk here. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Your suffering will be legendary, even in hell. Me back. It's alive, it's alive, it's alive. They
1: all not down here. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Why? You're doomed. You're doomed. On our show tonight, Howling Under the Full Moon, we will explore Charles Band's empire full moon entertainment. We've got trancers, sci-fi epics, and vampires all in one place. When you need a break from reality, let our host show you through the madhouse of killer bombs, psychopathic cookies, and maniacal puppets. Don't be a squid and join us in the fun. Round zero of the virus. This was taken moments ago at the Wuhan, China soup factory, where they were testing their newest flavor, bat soup. Hurry! Shut down the goddamn soup pots now, yes, sir, Donny. The infected are somehow transformed into
0: violent and ravenous flesh eaters.
1: Corona zombies.
0: Declared a nationwide lockdown. The Corona Squad has been assembled to help protect America. Citizens are asked to immediately quarantine. Haven't you heard of social distancing? Six feet, kid. Stop touching your face. I get Corona. I get Corona. Get drunk before everything closes. <laughs> gotta stop this Corona catastrophe one way or the other.
1: All right, folks. Welcome once again to Cinema Degeneration's Howling at the Full Moon. I am your host, Cameron Scott. Once again, my co-host is Dustin Hubbard. How are you doing tonight, Dustin? Hey, I'm great. Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us once again. I mean, it wouldn't be much of a full moon show without you.
0: Oh, I try. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got kind of a special show tonight. It might be a quickie show, but we're doing a double feature. Uh, it's a couple of short... Feature films. I almost said short films. But we're going to be reviewing the 2020 release of Corona Zombies. And the 2020 release of Barbie and Kendra Save the Lion King. Uh, Barbie. (laughs) Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King. Save the Lion King. That'd be a good spinoff. But no. (laughs) But there are two shot under quarantine films by Full Moon. Both directed by Charles Band. Uh, The First one that come out was Corona Zombies. Barbie and Kendra save the Tiger King is kind of Corona Zombies part two. It picks up right where Corona Zombies end off. But the, again, they're shot under quarantine films. And the first one, Corona Zombies, was released in April of 2020. And it was what I believe is the first, uh, you know, kind of studio, sort of studio feature film shot and released under quarantine based on the corona uh, virus. Uh, You know, leave it to full moon to be able to capitalize on something like this. And Mm -hmm. kudos to them for keeping things alive during a pandemic and making the first in quarantine flick. And whether it's really the first or the second or the third, you know, uh, I I think they did a a wonderful job. It's uh, assembled... Out of what two different movies, right? Uh, Hell of the Living Dead and Zombies versus Strippers. And I believe Zombies versus Strippers was the the only one that the only one of the two movies that was an actual uh, full moon film. But uh, Hell of the Living Dead, I remember that that's a Bruno Mattei film from way back, I believe that came out in 1980, 1981, without having to sheet and look, but I'm pretty sure it was a 1980 film. Yeah, because it was notorious for uh, lifting a bunch of soundtrack music, a bunch of Goblin Claudio Simonetti music from Dawn of the Dead. So in this movie, we get you know some obligatory uh, Goblin Simonetti music. So I'm all for that. Now, I'm what did with that. yeah? So what what did you think when you uh, when you first uh, saw Corona Zombies? I know you you like me have watched it more than once at this point
0: uh i was i was pumped i'm always pumped obviously for any you know new full moon content and you know i think as as we were coming up on the release i know there was a lot of it the it caught a lot of press because of the the title and the the concept and you know it was very (laughs) kind of a mystery for a bit what what it was actually going to be and then it you know you know uh information came out and you found out that you know it was kind of a you know stock footage sort of film a la you know like old footage being repurposed with redubbing a la like what's up tiger lily and kung pao sort of approach
1: (laughs) that's the movie that it kind of reminded me of it was just like it was done up like kung pao with a little bit of new footage shot in between which are our our lovable characters barbie and kendra
0: yeah, which I which I'm totally fine with. I mean it's it's full moon trying to do something a little different and you know, it's <laughs> maybe for them it's maybe a little bit experimental. Uh but you know, I I was okay with it and honestly. I've I've enjoyed what's what's commenced from it thus far, so I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, and so did I, you know, um I, I enjoyed Hell of the Living Dead, and I enjoy Zombie versus Strippers. So to see those two movies, when I found out that's indeed what they were doing, was this, using the stock footage from these two movies to edit around, not necessarily a wraparound segment with Barbie and Kendra, but that's essentially what it is. It's kind of yeah. edited almost in a style of like an anthology, and you're just kind of watching the stories as they're watching them on the television.
0: Yeah, uh, it's kind of weird, because it is sort of like... Each movie is them, I guess in the first one, more just Barbie. But from two on, it's just her and Kendra just basically sitting in, like, you know, whatever the topic of the movie is. And them sort of just watching stuff on TV that sort of pertains to what the the aim of their plot is to a degree. And it's just two generally, like, two hot girls sitting around watching television.
1: Right, (laughs) right. I mean, that's essentially what I mean. Like, the first movie uh corona zombies is um is pretty much just Barbie in her apartment dealing with you know quarantine and lockdown and Kendra is relegated to basically a voiceover only. Uh you know Robin Sidney does not show up in the film. She does you know voice work in the film. But you know uh Barbie played by Co- uh, Cody Renee Cameron. So we share somewhat of a name. But uh mm-hmm. she you know is really good and and just Absolutely adorable
0: as yeah, Barbie. She, she's got really much like Robin Sydney, and it, and it comes into play a lot more in the two sequels. Her and Robin right, right. Sydney both have really great comic timing and stop yes. So especially when they're on camera together, they actually play off of each other really well. Or even in even the phone conversations, they actually have a really believable rapport as these like really. Ditsy, like I don't know, like if they would be considered like just really kind of like dumb valley
1: chick <laughs> girls. Yeah, I mean, they're just kind of they're just airheads, to be quite on, honest. Yeah. You know, but, and I don't like, mean that in a, in a bad way, but they're way. <laughs> yeah, but they're 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 lovable airheads. You you, yeah. you know, they're not annoying. You you you're invested in what they're doing. You know, you you, you know they're they're. I guess the the term is uh they're not bitchy. You know, they're, they're not whiny. They're just lovable and bubbly, and they have a good rapport. And like you said, they have great comedic timing. It plays off more in uh, Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King as opposed to Corona Zombies because, again, they're just on the phone, so it's kind of a little harder. But, you know, the whole movie banks on uh, Barbie's character mostly in that one. And I kind of miss Robin Sydney If I have to if, say it suffers a, a, a little bit Is this— You know, is that I just wanted to see Kendra. Once I got the, you know, Barbie and Kendra save the Tiger King, I was just like, oh, like this is what the first one was missing a little bit.
0: Yeah, I was kind of of upset to find out that Robin Sydney was only a voiceover in the first one when it when you know the information finally came out. But uh you know, I'm I'm okay with that because she's she's done a good share of voiceover work for Full Moon in the past as well because she did a lot of voiceover work for the Bunker of Blood series
1: right so. but you know i mean she is featured pretty prominently in the they say the tiger king and then the third one uh storming area 51 so you know they i think they realized what what they they had there with the, them as a duo and they they played on it a lot more in the second and third one Definitely. um but the basic story that they kind of chopped together from these two movies from hell of the living dead and zombie versus stripper that is that the scambles instead of Campbell's, Scambles Soup Company made a bat soup that, you know, spread coronavirus. And there, I mean there's even a part, I think there's a, a line there it goes like, you know, the, the, the mushroom soup is overheating, you know, or something to that effect. You know, the tomato <laughs> yeah. soup is over you know is it, boiling over and it's just like, we you know we should never mix that bats you know, Wuhan bat soup. it's not very politically correct, but <laughs> It's it it plays off plays off that angle very well. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, I have to say. I mean, the long line they had uh, that was written for the some of the overdubbing that I I wrote down was may cause moderate to severe death. And I was <laughs> like, what exactly? You know what who writes a line like that i just want to know who wrote which one wrote that line so i can shake their hand like that's a funny fucking line
0: yeah wasn't
1: wasn't there something
0: similar in like a naked gun movie where someone was found dead and they're like ah he's dead and they're like is it terminal (laughs)
1: like yeah 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 uh that's funny I did think it was funny that for the Hell of the Living Dead, which was an Italian-produced movie, they named one of the uh characters Argento. And the character that they dubbed and named Argento actually like looks like Dario Argento. And then of course we have a character named Shemp, which kind of a wink and a nod to evil dead and three stooges, you know. But you know, then we follow the the Corona squad as they're sent to retrieve uh to try to retrieve toilet paper from a bunch of hijackers. I mean, that's the big, big thing of the movie because they are now, <laughs> this is one of the lines I love. Oh, the wild jungles of Baltimore, the last jungle in Baltimore. <laughs> like I, I just... And it's funny in retrospect
0: too, Like j- it goes to show you just how dated the movie's already become too because the great toilet paper shortage of 2020 has already come and gone. So
1: right yeah that's funny i just the big the big
0: rush to get toilet paper and like hand sanitizer and that kind of stuff like uh it's all it's all so like i mean eight months ago
1: yeah it's eight months ago but it feels like it was 20 years doesn't it Mm -hmm. but yeah like i haven't forgotten how some people acted over rolls of toilet paper and i'm not going to forget that either i you know
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And 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 Barbie says she experienced that, too, when she was trying to get get the last package. And I think she says, you know, one of the other customers like, I don't know, tried to, you know, pick a fight with her and she just
1: let her have it. yeah, just like, fine, take it, you hooker. I remember (laughs) that. I love that line. I I just and I also love how the zombies all just moan Corona before they attack. You know, whether it's the main Corona zombie that keeps popping up uh, around Barbie's apartment or it's the the zombies, you know, the Corona zombies within the film itself. They just it's it's friggin ridiculous. It's like really like watching a Rift Tracks or Mystery Science Theater 3000 kind of thing with the way they dub everything. It's just every little bit of it's comedic. We could spend, you know, hours talking about the in-jokes and stuff, but. There's really not, like, you know, a whole lot of new content in the, you know, Corona Zombies or even in um, Barbie and Kendra. There's a lot more footage in the Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King. Yeah. But in Corona Zombies, it's just a little bit here and there. You know, uh, the, the footage really relies heavily on Hell of the Living Dead. They really don't even rely on footage from Zombie vs. Strippers very much. No. You know, I mean, they do, you know, in, in part, but there's a lot of big chunks. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's a, as a detriment to the film, because I love Hell of the Living Dead. It's one of my favorite, you know, B-movie zombie films. Sure. But, you know, just as an observation, I'm just saying that they, they, they relied very heavily on Hell of the Living Dead.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely more the... You know, in each one of these, there is more of, like, a a primary feature they sort of lean on. And for this one, it is definitely Hell of the Living Dead. Which is, you know, nothing against zombies versus strippers, you know. But, like, Hell of the Living Dead is definitely more of, like, the titan of the two. Because it's, like, it's just one of those notoriously, like, over-the-top, preposterous Bruno Mattei films that, you know, you just look back on and you're like fuck like like how how did this movie ever even happen
1: you know i think that a lot of a lot of the italian horror movies of that era and i love pretty much all of them but there's some of them especially like uh hell the living dead that were something like oasis of the zombies is another one that comes to mind sure that, that just makes you go how did this get produced how yep. did it get written you know, I want I, I to know what the script looked like, even though it was, you know, likely in Italian. But yeah. <laughs> I just can't imagine what what kind of a script they had together. But the our Corona squad is just a bumbling group of idiots. I mean, they, they were already a bumbling group of idiots in Hell of the Living Dead. But, you know, now with their ridiculous voiceovers, you know, there's a scene where the, I forgot what his name is, in Hell of the Living Dead, but Argento. When he his character kind of goes nuts and discharges into a group of zombies and he's just kind of walking around in the middle of them, pushing them around and they're not really attacking him. They're not biting him, but he's going he's going full tilt boogie nuts, just kind of cackling and laughing what's going on, what they had going on with the overdubbing, the ridiculous voices and the ridiculous stuff that he's saying was really no more crazy than what he was really saying in the movie. like yeah it, it wasn't any more ridiculous because it's like why is this guy not becoming you know zombie food right now
0: yeah it's true
1: <laughs> but uh i think the the funniest cut scene that we have is when um, kendra tells barbie over the phone that you know you you, you were outside among these people you got a shower so <laughs> the next thing you know it cuts to her she's showering in, in the shower not getting her hair wet a bit but Standing there, showering, fully clothed.
0: Yeah, and she's got her clothes on, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, she's just totally got her clothes on. Yep. And then the, the Corona zombie, you know, the one, the main Corona zombie that's not within our two little uh, stock footage films, pops up and is just there with a mask on that's all zombie. And he's all zombied up, and he just, Corona. Yeah, but then he disappears. She,
0: she actually, yeah, she, she fantasizes the actual corona zombie that she'll come in contact with later before she ever actually saw him so
1: yeah it was just like does it make sense no but does it need to also no it's just (laughs) uh, it's just fun like i said this paired is a very good double feature with save the tiger king um some of my favorite lines was like when their first encounter zombies in uh the hell the living dead you know when our little film crew This tape and he's like "Hmm, maybe Charlie Sheen has a summer home around here (laughs) (laughs) and I like and right after the shower scene where Barbie is talking to Kendra and it's like oh well you know what happened like are you all right and it's like well I guess I mean I'm not in the belly of a damn corona zombie and I I, some of the other lines that I wrote down that was a, a it's such a simple line but when they're both just kind of being chatty Cathy's and talking about uh, the stuff that Barbie has stored out in the garage. And she realizes that she has a whole bunch of toilet paper. And they're just there chanting on the phone, I'm a rich bitch. I'm a rich
0: bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, that her, what was her, her boyfriend's, her ex-boyfriend's name was like Jim Bob or something? Yeah, Jim,
1: Jim no, Bob. Uh, Joe Bob. Joe. Or Jim <laughs> Bob. Jim Bob. Yeah, it was Jim Bob.
0: Which is but funny he, because I, I have to point I have to point two things out. Okay. Barbie lives in the Bodega Bay trailer park. <laughs> which is uh, obviously for full moon fans and nod to, full uh to puppet master because that was you know the bodega bay inn where uh mm-hmm. andre toulon committed suicide and most of the the first handful of paramount era films took place and
1: first so she, three to four of them took place there didn't it
0: uh one two four and five yeah so yeah because
1: three was then the world war Two that was yeah. right my bad
0: but the catch with that is is the Bodega Bay Trailer Park, and she says, oh, wait, my ex-boyfriend Jim Bob had, was a survivalist, and he had all this stuff stored out in the garage. Well, you live in a trailer where – you have a garage? <laughs> like, yeah. that made no sense to me because I was just like, wait a minute. You live in a trailer. I don't know if you can afford a garage. Like,
1: you can't afford – you can't hardly afford uh, toilet paper. How do you afford uh, you know a garage?
0: Yeah, exactly. She can't She can't afford to actually, like, take her clothes off for a real shower,
1: so... Right, right. <laughs> how she has a garage she, is beyond She's got to bathe and wash her clothes all at the same time. That's how poor she is. But, you know, she got a garage. Conserve
0: the water. <laughs>
1: like, uh, continuity schmont moody, you know? <laughs> what are you going to do about it, right? It's true. Uh, but, you know, she has a bunch of t- uh, toilet paper, so she's a rich bitch. She's a rich bitch. Uh, it's just... <laughs> There's a certain charm between the two. Yeah. Like, normally I would find characters like this, to be quite honest, I would find them annoying. But yeah. there's something about uh, Cody and Robin's chemistry, even over the phone. Like you said, just, it's just... It's yeah, just
0: such... Uh, I mean, they're they're vapid characters, but at the same time, they aren't necessarily mean characters. So they're still likable,
1: you know? <laughs> right. right. And that's what I think a, a lot of people fall into that trap. They think just because they're, like you said, they got to be vapid, you know, or kind of um, or dense for lack of a be- better term. You yeah. know, they don't necessarily have to be mean, you know, and uh, that's what I, lo- I like about the characters. They're just they're just very fun. And yeah. but you, do, you don't get much in the way of, of new s- stuff here. That's really about the end of the, the new material, uh, you know, there is a line where they make a reference to uh, Night of the Living Dead when they're talking about. Uh, well, there's a, a line previous to this that goes, "Oh, the tomato soup is overheating." It was oh, that's not tomato soup. That's what's left of Argento. And then you got the uh, I can't remember which character it was says they're dead. They're all messed up, which I totally caught was- as a Chili Billy uh, Cardell line from yeah. Night of the Living Dead. But really, Barbie's last scene, you know, which kind of bookends the movie. She is somehow. You know she gets attacked by the one single corona zombie and she throws her big package of like 16 rolls of toilet paper at him or throws it up in the air and then it just transformers there's a there's transforms her or transports her more like uh to within the movie i mean i guess that's like what happens i mean without giving away what you know you know happens later on in say the tiger king and uh uh storming area 51 you yeah know, from and whatnot but, but like throwing the toilet paper like transports her to within the movie itself
0: yeah she sort of falls into what looks like you know she's like sort of photoshopped into like a background that she's not really at and it's like she's yeah inside, that's a good way to
1: put it yeah
0: inside the movie or something and, and it's funny because it it's important to note that like from from the ending of part 1 on these movies kind of like begin and end in sequences like this where they sort of like blip in and out of weird, yeah their own reality like location scenario type shit that's not really overly explained other than I think just moving them back and forth <laughs> like so uh yeah but it's very yeah. weird yeah cuz she It's a of very weird And it just, that's kind of just it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, she ends up like, uh, well, I mean, like, uh, we won't get into how she gets back out of it because that's part two. But that's virtually the end of of our, our, our first review. It's a very short film. I think it's barely an hour long. Is it like 61 minutes or?
0: Yeah, just, yeah, just barely shy of 61
1: And then what part two is like about the same amount, I think, and uh, the third one's what, 48 minutes. So these are very, very short, hour-long or less than hour-long features.
0: Yeah, they're all pretty tight (laughs) run times.
1: But let's go ahead and give our first review since we're doing a whopping double feature uh, tonight what did, what did you think of, of final thoughts and review and rating on a scale from 1 to 10 of our lovely corona zombies
0: so you know uh, it's it's a weird one to gauge because like i said it's there's really only maybe about 10ish minutes of new footage which is what what i tend to lean towards from a from a reviewing standpoint too yeah
1: yeah e- of course
0: even though you know the recycled footage had clearly more work put into it too because of the fact that you know I'm always fascinated at the method of making something new out of something old as in like re-editing old footage to purpose into quote-unquote new content which has been a very very uh lucrative thing for full moon over the years where they recut films Mm -hmm. and either edit features down to 30 minutes and then make like you know anthologies out of them or recently they've had a ton of quote-unquote newer surrender cinema things where they re-edit old surrender films and recut them with some narration or new openings and stuff to kind of repurpose it as newer films so this is something that full moon is really adept at but these bring the added, the added ammo of like all of the ridiculous, you know, because they'd have like full scripts for all this stuff too, where they where they overdubbed everything. So, you know, it took a lot of really good comedic writing. Uh, yeah, I mean the th- writing
1: and the timing of it all, you know, they, was was really fairly good and fairly well well written.
0: Yeah, which for this one it was it was I think all through the entire franchise is written by Kent Rodabush and Billy Butler on. Un- mm-hmm this one specifically i don't think they expected these to blow up as much as they as they did because on this first one billy his writing credit is under sylvia st croix which is like his his drag name that he made up back in the day when he was directing for full moon oh, he did, i did not he
1: realize
0: did, yeah sylvia st croix is billy billy butler it It's a pseudonym that he used when he directed Ginger Dead Man Two, because at the time he was a union director and he wasn't allowed to direct non-union. So he took a fake name. And at the time, Full moon kind of like led on like it was an old woman, Sylvia St. Croix. So uh, you know, like some seventy year old woman that directed a Ginger <laughs> Dead Man
1: sequel. But uh, <laughs> that's it's something that's a that, story in and of itself right there. Yeah,
0: totally. So it's kind of a you know, it's kind of like you know, dave Dave Dakota's Ellen Cabot, you know, is just kind of like the, you know, his quote-unquote, you know, drag name, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah, so he took that billing on this one for whatever reason, but he is actually billed as, you know, Billy Butler on the on the two sequels, but um, you know, I think the the writing is actually really solid. There's a lot of funny dialogue in the overdubbing and stuff, so and the movies that they use are not actually bad movies they're really i think the movies that they use in this one are actually they're i think they're stronger films than some of the movies that will get recycled in the two sequels i think yeah but um it's it's a it's a funny viewing and it's short enough it doesn't wear out its welcome you know none of them do honestly they're pretty concise to the point. And like I said, I think uh, I think the girls are both really good. They're really fun actresses. Cody Renee, uh, she's actually, you know, a newer face in Full Moon. She's, you know, she's got these three movies. She was actually in Ouija's in a small bit. She is in uh, Ravenwolf Towers, too? And she, she is in Ravenwolf Towers as well, yeah. So she's she's actually, and you know what? They were all fun things, you know? so uh, Yeah. She's actually had a pretty good run with Full Moon. And Robin, obviously, she's like basically, you know, like one of the faces of Full Moon at this point. You know, no one's been in more movies at Full Moon than her at this point. So like I love both of them. You know, when the zombie shows up, he looks cool. (laughs) You know, it's cool makeup and everything. It's
1: actually good good makeup for as little as they use him.
0: Yeah, so I mean it's it's a very minimalist movie, and I've said this before, but you know, I in a way I liken it to something like like puppet master the legacy which is mostly all stock footage in 10 minutes a you know new footage but there's more there's there's more beef to this even though there's stock footage so uh i i would i i think it's a fun view and like i said key element is is it it doesn't take itself too seriously none of them do and it's not long so it's a very easy viewing so i i would give it a seven it's not. It's not. It's not terrible. It's definitely worth watching. It'll make you laugh, and you know. But it's not like it's not a classic, and it's not gonna be. You know, in the in the bigger scope of things, this franchise won't be something that you know will be. You know, full moon will be looked back on as like one of their, you know, one of their bigger legacy classic franchises. You know, but I mean, if they keep making them at the rate they have been. Who knows? You know what? There could be more of them than Puppet Master in two or three years, so...
1: Well, they've already done three in the last, like, nine months, and there's a fourth one, as you were saying, uh, probably coming out, what, around January, February. Probably,
0: yeah, within two or three months again. So, I mean, at that rate, you could literally have, like, three movies a year, so... Which is ridiculous turnaround rate for movies like this, so... Uh, and, and what you know was what? your rating
1: again, you said? Huh. Uh, what was your I, rating I, again, a seven? I would give it a seven,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I'd have to agree with the majority of what you said. Uh, <laughs> I felt like part of it was just, just a little uneven, you know, as much as I, I love the, the idea of, of editing, you know, those two movies from stock footage together, I just felt like some things were a little uneven. I just, I wanted to see, you know, I'm more familiar with Robin Sydney than I am with Cody at, the, at this point, you know? So like, I, I know Robin from, you know, ginger dead man and, uh, Killjoy and, you know, evil bong and so many others. I was just, just like, I was so looking forward to seeing her and just having her kind of, relegated to just a voiceover was a tad bit disappointing, but overall it's a fun movie. I you know, commend them for being able to put out some type of new content in this day and age. It's, it's just difficult with the way film sets are, you know, uh, being run these days, you know, at least in, you know, back in April and March when they, when everything first hit and they first made this film, you know, they made something new. You were, know, nobody was making new content and
0: yeah, no, it's true. You
1: know, the cut, the, the cut scenes, you know, uh, uh, the, I always keep calling them cut scenes, but you know, the new footage, the wraparound is funny. You know, Barbie, uh, you know, Cody uh, carries it herself. She, I mean, pretty much, you know, carries 90% of the film on her shoulders and, you know, being one person acting with nobody else there. I can tell you from experience, that's not an easy job. Uh, she did a, a great job. She's got great comedic timing. She's fun and bubbly and you know it's a great character and then we see more of kendra you know in the next one you know they're just so good together and it's you know i think you're right that it's the two best movies um that held the living dead and zombies versus strippers are the the two best films that they use for their base material yeah. so it's the most and, and entertaining are- Painting, you know for our background film you know that yeah. the that they're supposed to be experiencing
0: yeah and you for know, me it's just mainly because for me because they're horror films and the films that we get in the sequels necessarily aren't horror per se but like man you know, right. in, in a time where we're waiting for the rest of the deadly 10 movies to be made i'm totally okay with like goofy filler movies like this being done to pass the time because it keeps them busy you know, keeps them working and has new content coming out, you know, until we can get like, you know Higher end films, you know, like a subspecies five and that kind of thing.
1: oh, yeah, subspecies five It's mm. <laughs> just like waiting on Grandma's homemade apple pie. you know you 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 can wait, but you don't want to.
0: Yeah, it's no matter what, it's just kind of like a you know,
1: you're like yeah. that kid
0: backseat went like, are we there yet? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. Are we there because, yet? Well, you know, the,
0: are we out of quarantine yet? Can we can we travel yet?
1: <laughs> like, can I can I have subspecies five? Can I have it? <laughs> yep. But you know, it, it, these are good you know good popcorn movies you know good good filler movies for the meanwhile until we can get onto the bigger things. Um, yeah. I'm coming in a little lower than you. I'm coming in at a 5.5. You know, I figure anything really at a 5 or under, I can't bring myself to recommend to anybody, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, I can only recommend to hardcore fans, but I feel like I could recommend this to just about anybody I know that is a fan of horror or comedy or just a good, bad movie. You know, because it is a bad movie. You know, it's it's not a good movie. It's not a great movie, but yeah. damn it's so bad it's it's good
0: yeah and i you I know, so think yeah. an important thing to say about a movie like this too is, is like it's not trying to be like castle freak or or like pit in the no. pendulum or something it's just like you said it's it's a, it's a legit full moon popcorn movie it's it's just brainless entertainment to like pass an hour with you know and i'm okay with that Exactly. i'd be more apt to rewatch this than some of like you know, the others <laughs> that are non non-stock footage films. So
1: how do you want to put it? It's it's just kind of good rewatchability, you know, like I watched it and within a couple of days, I just watched it again, you know, and some of the jokes are still that's, you know, fresh in my mind. So, you know, it does the job. It, it, it yeah. It's a, a good pop, a good popcorn movie. It, it, it you know, it, it fills the the need.
0: Yeah, those are good examples too, because I've I've watched all eight of the Bunker of Blood films and they are legit stock footage movies with some animatic wraparound sequences, which are cool, but it just doesn't carry the weight of having like, you know, two two real actresses, you know, like carrying something that like I don't know if I would ever go back and rewatch a Bunker of Blood movie. But I've watched Corona Zombies at this point, honestly four or five times.
1: <laughs> I'm on twice for both of them. Yeah. Well actually three times now for Tiger King because I have Tiger King playing in the background on my uh my desktop while we're recording. Mm-hmm. With the sound like I'm just playing with the sound off and the and the subtitles on There is coronavirus and then there is Tiger King and nothing else. Is it? You want this is BPN, Big Pussy Network. Big pussy all the time. Hi
0: there. You must be Little Joe Exotic. You look like a boy who just loves the jungle. Who the fuck is this close talker? I'm sorry to report that the plane-carrying Young Joe Exotic has crashed into the Amazon. Hey monkeys, where the fuck am I? I'm starting to get a serious case of swamp ass. Put me down. I know what you're up to. I've seen to catch a predator. This child was sent from the great tiger god above. He is a sacred being, destined a pinata shaped like the coronavirus these headhunters certainly have a
1: sick sense of humor
0: what does it feel like to go from being tiger tangler to like full-on celebrity
1: um it's pretty crazy actually I, I didn't expect none of this i didn't think it'd ever be this big
0: we are going to say
1: Yeah, so let's go ahead and go segue right into our uh our second movie. Do you need to take a break at all? Or are you good to go? Yeah, no, I am good. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I did the full intro for um Corona Zombies. You kinda want to do the intro for Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King?
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or I can take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll let you do it. Yeah, you're good at it. You're the you're the host. Go for it.
1: I don't I don't even know at this point, I don't even remember if I read the the summary or the IMDB synopsis for um Chrona Zombie. So if I didn't, I apologize, folks. But mm-hmm. I will I will uh, if not, I will re-record that and reinsert it at the beginning so it'll appear like I did, and you won't ever know. So hey mm-hmm. folks, don't tell anybody else that's listening that I'm a horrible host and forgot to do that because <laughs> I think I did. But anyway, the plot. For Barbie and Kendra's Save the Tiger King is as follows. Uh, After narrowly escaping the contagious catastrophe of the Corona zombies, ditzy American beauties Barbie and Kendra battled their deadliest foe yet. Social distancing boredom. Hooked on binge, binge watching a television show about a man and his tigers on a nature channel, the two ladies hatched the perfect plan to save the Tiger King himself. From the living rooms of LA to the wilds of Africa, our dynamic duo embark on a curve flattening journey to free Joe from a face wor- fate worse than Carol Baskin. That bitch. Uh, that this... bitch,
0: Carol Baskin.
1: Goddamn that bitch. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I think I have to preface the talking about Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King by saying that I have watched the Tiger King miniseries on Netflix. It was highly entertain a highly entertaining show about a bunch of bad people and then worse people. It, it, but it, it it's it's a train wreck, you know, that you can't look away from, you know, it's like a car crash. You have to rubberneck and just look, no matter how horrible it might be. But they they managed to get one of the guys from the documentary, uh, John Ranky. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he's one of the few people that worked at Joe Exotic's, uh, you know, Tigerland uh, that really just didn't seem like he was a huge asshole. It didn't seem like he was. uh, He
0: he seemed like he was the only one that actually, like, cared about his job and wasn't like. a a shady asshole with, like, secret agendas. He just, like, actually liked his job and liked working with the cats.
1: Yeah, because, you know, he he seemed like he was the only one who really cared about the animals. He was the only one that cared about the big cats. And everybody else just seemed like they were there for ulterior motives and just using one person, using another person to use another person for whatever. But it's a highly entertaining show about uh, a bunch of trashy people, so...
0: Yeah, I... I've had Netflix for ages and I barely watch anything on there. But when I heard what the <laughs> approach to a Corona zombie sequel was going to be, I figured that I probably better steady up. And I did actually sit and sort of, you know, over, you know, two or three days binge through all like eight ish episodes that there were. And studied up <laughs> so i would you know have some semblance of understanding about why the tiger king would need to be saved
1: so yeah well, it, you know find out who was this bitch carol baskin Yeah, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> and, and, and you know it was a, it was a fascinating show and uh you know i'm but glad they, i watched it but yeah it was definitely it was a, it was a trip so
1: yeah oh yeah it's a trip it's crazy it's highly entertaining but it's got such trash tv but, you know, you know, what's the world without a little bit of trash? That's true. But, you know, this movie was edited from two other films, which I had to pick your brain about because I I, I missed it at the beginning of the film in the credits. But it was edited from stock footage from Luana, the girl Tarzan, yep. and Terror in the Jungle, which I have not e- either heard of either film or seen either film before. <laughs> they're just. <laughs> yeah like i i have no basis of any knowledge I, of either one of these films
0: yeah i couldn't tell you where which what footage was from which movie and in, in this one whatsoever because it all just sort it actually all looks fairly similar
1: so yeah it, it, it's not like uh in corona zombies where they were you know zombies versus strippers was 2012 and Hell, the Living Dead was nineteen eighty, so they're you know when they're playing there, that's obvious because they're filmed thirty two years apart. These look like
0: like they, yeah, there's like a clear quality difference from film. Right,
1: these two films look like they could have been filmed on the same sets, you know, the same location. they,
0: They look like they definitely came from about the same era, so it helps them actually blend together better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna guess that the terror in the jungle is the part where they show little Joe Exotic, you know, the little boy who ends up, you know, that crash lands in, in the airplane and ends up, you know, among the natives in the jungle, and everything yeah. else is the uh, the girl Tarzan movie. I'm just assuming that, but sometimes yeah. it's unclear, except that the if the little boy's not in it. I I yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. But, <laughs> I like never seen the original film, so I I, I can't place that but um,
0: thank god the little boy is in it
1: so yes because that gives us little joe exotic who is voiced over voice over by the motherfucking talented as hell leslie jordan leslie jordan and we've had conversations about him he's been in one other uh full moon film demonic toys too i know him from america horror story the cool kids you know he was even in uh, will and grace and He's Jason been in hell. Yeah, Jason goes to hell, <laughs> And his probably most ridiculous role. You know, consi- yeah. considering his his stature and the, for being such a little guy, and he's trying to be so gung ho in that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's like uh, R- Rusty Schwimmer's <laughs> husband.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, I, yeah. I, I, I forgot remember, I forgot who his wife was in that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I even remember him from uh, growing up. I was a big Police Academy fan, so I watched a lot of the movies that a lot of those people made. And I remember some of the, some of the same people behind some of those had done a movie called Ski School.
1: Oh, I remember that. Was Leslie in that movie? He was. It's probably been 25 years since I've seen yeah. it. Yeah, he was one of the main stars in Ski School, so... I'm gonna have to seek that one out again. I'm I've not seen that since God. I was probably a teenager, maybe 18 years yeah. old, I'm sure.
0: And as usual, like he's he's gold in it. Honestly, so he's oh, the he's, only thing I actually remember about that movie. So that's a my favorite thing. His capability.
1: Well, my favorite thing with him was the the show called "The Cool Kids" that was out uh, uh, two years ago. It was just, you know, with with him and Vicki Lawrence and David Allen Greer, Martin Mull. It was a great little show, <laughs> but he's great in everything. If you see his name in it, you 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 don't you may not like the movie. You may not like the show, but you're going to like Leslie. You're going to be entertained by him because all you need to do, like I said, he's the type of guy you could just have him reading the fucking phone book and he'd be entertaining.
0: Absolutely. I would listen he, to him read the phone book any day over Morgan Freeman.
1: <laughs> you, so, do, you know I, I always say like uh, people always say you know if you, if you wouldn't have morgan freeman or much less like samuel jackson you know n- narrate your uh your life who would you have narrated i'm like i'd have leslie jordan narrate my life
0: absolutely and you know what like he's he's been he's been he's had like a you know not not necessarily you know i won't give this movie like full credit but You know, that I think that brought him some attention during a lot of this, but he has actually gotten sort of like a new wave of celebrity through the coronavirus because he's become very viral over the last handful of months through the pandemic and a lot of his
1: like the videos and stuff that he's been his
0: content that he posts to his social medias, yeah, because he's just he is a character and everything he says and does he's like he's like a miniature gay robin williams like he's just he can't <laughs> not, like and i and i mean that in all in all you know like loving you know endearment like he just can't he can't not be funny he's just genuinely like he is he,
1: he is, is just an entertaining like, funny guy you know it, yeah now I remember seeing a couple of those videos. I mostly loved the one with him trying to cook. I can't remember if he was trying to make pancakes or waffles or what it was, but he was failing miserably and just cursing his ass off. (laughs) And listening to that man curse is—it warms my soul, you know. Warms my cold black heart. And he's just, you know, he's again. And I'm just repeating myself, but he's he's a national treasure.
0: Yeah, I would. I thought it was interesting to make this sequel based on the 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 then phenomenon of the Tiger King and Joe Exotic and all of that, and the fact that they scored John Ranky as a cameo. But I did think that the real honest like casting coup of this movie wasn't John Ranky, it was actually getting Wesley Jordan to come on board as the voice of Little Joe Exotic.
1: Oh, he sells the movie. He totally makes the movie. It, yes. it kicks it up such a a couple of notches, and honestly, it, it gives them up.
0: yeah, it gives a movie like this actually a, a higher level of credibility too. Honestly,
1: and I love the fact that you know a couple of the people uh, recognize a few of the other names like William Butler doing you know some additional voices, but Gary Anthony Williams, who, who I'm a big fan of from uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, doing the voice of uh, Joe's dad. And a couple other voices, you know, randomly in the movie. So, you know, they definitely, you know, up their voiceover game. I think they realized, hey, we may have something here with this, you know, in quarantine kind of movies we're doing here. So, they, yeah, they definitely up their 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 game.
0: Yeah, and another favorite of mine, too, was bringing uh, Mindy Sterling in as one of the voices, too. Because I've <laughs> always loved her as Frau Farbusner in the Austin Powers films. And she oh, yes. Also- also, in like drop Dead gorgeous and she's like she's such a powerful comedic talent as well she's even on <laughs>
1: um the Goldbergs here yeah. and there
0: yeah, so she's she's always like she, she can't she she can't suck like she's always funny yeah,
1: she's like leslie she yeah, you know she's yeah, totally. always good and then we finally get uh our first real appearance of Kendra, we get Robin Sidney popping in at the beginning, she kind of saves. I guess, saves Barbie, so to speak. She like kind of tells her, you know, hey, you just got to remember what you did and do it in reverse in order to get back mm-hmm. out of this like zombie hellhole that you're in, which basically results in her throwing her <laughs> package of uh, toilet paper up in the air that just somehow magically transports her back to her apartment or her trailer slash uh, garage at the trailer park. Makes total you know? sense. Yeah, total sense. <laughs> kind of using, as I put it, Sharknado technology in science.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, if you go under the eye of the Sharknado, you can go through time. So, uh, yeah, exactly. My first guess would be if you threw a package of toilet paper at a zombie, it'd send you back to your trailer.
1: Yeah, that'd be my first guess, too. I mean, I don't <laughs> know why they didn't think of that at the end of the first one and just, just snap that up right then and there, but, you know... That not a think it's not a thinking man's movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barbie and Kendra are not Mulder and Scully, you know. They they're they're operating off a little bit of MacGyver type technology and uh, uh, Sharknado inspired science, I guess. But, the, you know, the, even though there's still Corona zombies around, it's not really focused on anything zombie-ish. You know, the Corona zombie pops up here and again, but it's mostly about, you know, Robin Sidney's, uh, you know, Kendra's fascinations. Like, the next thing, you know, even though there's zombies all over, she's like, oh, our show's going to be on. We got to go watch it, which I love the, the fact that she's watching the Tiger King on the BPN, the Big Pussy Network, <laughs> which... <laughs> Every time it comes across BPM, I'm just like, big pussy network. I'm just such a little kid. It just makes me snort and giggle. (laughs) You know, but uh, she's absolutely fascinated with, you know, Joe. And, like, Barbie doesn't get it. Barbie doesn't get it at all. She doesn't know who Joe Exotic is, doesn't know who the Tiger King is. But, you know, she's just kind of looking at her friend like, okay, you're... (laughs) this guy okay i don't get it yeah because one one
0: of my favorite lines of barbie's is and i don't remember when she says it but she's because she has to be schooled as to who joe exotic is because she has no concept and then at one point she's like i don't think he likes the same kind of kitties yes (laughs) like
1: (laughs) yeah and it goes right over kendra's head she doesn't get it she totally doesn't get it.
0: Because she's just that ditzy.
1: Yeah, she's just that ditzy, and you gotta love her for being as clueless as she is. Even though she
0: blatantly know? even discusses with John Ranky later that like the three-man wedding ceremony.
1: Right. But still, <laughs> like, yeah, she discusses it at length with them when they because they basically end up just conducting an interview with him. Yeah, which I think you know they just did it probably over Zoom and, and just inserted it in the movie. And you know, oh, very yeah, she, simple. But yeah, she says
0: uh, she says in the movie, "I'll send you the Zoom link." So that's right. That's right. She does.
1: Invite. But you know, th- the movie really banks off of Leslie, and he's actually do- has a lot more voiceover work in it than I would have thought he would have had. I would have thought it would have been very minimal, but he is like sprinkled here and there throughout the entire film, and really, you know. Has a lot of content, you know, I mean, if you, you know, uh, over the stock footage, you yeah. know, because they're what they're watching on the Big Pussy Network is a movie called The Great Catsby instead of The Great Gatsby, mm-hmm. which is what they retitled the the two movies that they have edited together from the, the stock footage to supposedly be supposedly be about um, the life and times of little baby Joe who is just basically you know from the the footage that we're wa- watching you know is just a uh, little kid that was on on a plane that crashes into the ocean near the you know the uh, the jungle. is such and he's just walking around which it was a perfect movie because he's carrying around a little tiger plush toy the entire time and just some of the stuff, you know, when, especially like when, uh, little Joe King or Joe King, uh, Joe exotic, uh, calls, uh, well, I should say Leslie Jordan calls a girl, a cock blocker. (laughs) And he's like, who is this bitch? I I just, I, I shouldn't even attempt to try to do his voice because I would just massacre it. But again, Leslie Jordan, just absolute a treasure. I don't know. Do you had? Did you have a favorite line from the movie?
0: Oh God! Honestly, it just everything he says is hilarious. Honestly, so uh, it, and it's hard. It's hard for me to watching movies like this because I know that I'm watching like recycled footage. So it 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 really becomes hard to disconnect my brain from the old stuff with the new content. So it all sort of just runs together for me a lot of times. But uh, I, uh, the one line of his that always sticks out in my head is about him complaining about getting swamp ass. (laughs) Because just hearing it, hearing the way he says it,
1: you know. Yeah, he's he's just great. Uh, You know, we could. uh, Somebody should make a biopic about that man and just let him play himself.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he'd be game for it.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm sure he would eat that shit right up. But uh, there's not really a whole lot of the the new content is really a lot. Of, I mean, it, there is a lot more in this movie than there is uh, in the the Corona Zombies movie because hell, the the sequence alone where they're uh, where Barbie and Kendra are interviewing and talking with John Ranky, <clears throat> it's pretty lengthy. It's a, it's it's a pretty in depth interview, you know, and especially at the end of the film where you get a little little bit of a clip of of charlie you know yep. getting in during the credits and, and you know following up the interview with uh yep. john it was pretty interesting i i like that that they they showed that uh, i was sad to find out that his lion died that made me kind of sad because yeah you know, i'm an animal lover i like animals a hell of a lot more than i do people so yep. hearing that more animals are just dropping off like flies at that sanctuary is just sad you know yeah. but that's why I say those people weren't just not good people. <laughs> kind of that, trashy when you're.
0: Yeah. And that's what happens when you don't have actual people like John Renke there that actually care about the animals and not about the prophet. So.
1: Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, that's sad, but you know, it's it, like I said, he seems like he's in a much better place and you know, he's uh, got a new lady in his life and he seems to be doing well. So hope yeah. things, you know, go better for him. But, uh, Gosh, I don't know, you know, what else we can really talk about with Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King? I guess we can talk a little bit about, like, how it ends. You know, uh, I mean, like, they don't really save the Tiger King. They they end up just, like, watching a movie about the Tiger King's life.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and she eventually, Kendra eventually catches on to the fact that Joe Exotic is, you know, quote-unquote a real tiger dick and not as cool and worth saving as she thought he was so she sort of just loses interest
1: yeah it it never really becomes about like them saving him as it does just them being infatuated or her being infatuated with him
0: yeah it's yeah it's it's funny because the the story that they juxtapose it with too with like the movie that they're watching with these stock footage movies is Of, you know, like, I guess a fictionalized story of Little Joe Exotic getting, like, in a plane crash and he's trapped out in the jungle with, like, you know, jungle people (laughs) and, you know, trying to be rescued. So it's, like, I guess, you know, they're talking about saving him and the movie they're watching is about saving him. So you kind of get that duality of that whole scenario. But uh, they they decide they don't want to save him because he's not really worth saving. So... Because at at root, he is just an asshole. So he's an asshole who somehow magically got like, you know, celebrity status with, you know, that documentary, which seemed to hit right at the right time because then everyone was quarantined and just like you know purging through everything just like marathoning stuff and everyone became obsessed with the tiger king and it's another instance where you know like like i said with corona zombies where you watch and you're like oh yeah i remember back when you know no one could get toilet paper and hand sanitizer but now that stuff's in abundance everywhere you watch this and you think yeah i remember when everyone was obsessed with tiger king too because they aren't anymore (laughs) so no no,
1: they're not (laughs) they've moved on yep but basically, I mean, it, like, the movie ends with them ordering a pizza and g- getting delivered by the Corona zombie, who, again, is just, it looks like he's literally just trying to deliver a pizza. He doesn't look like he even so much means them any harm. but
0: Yeah, he's just there.
1: <laughs> yeah, he just shows up and with his pizza that is obviously, they didn't even try to hide the fact that it was Papa John's pizza. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that that's, probably what they were feeding the crew for the day and they're just like don't drop that pizza because that's the crew's lunch
0: yeah probably yeah i mean it was like the three actors you know like like cody renee and robin and you know like uh they got russell coker as the like the zombie so there's literally like three crew people or like three cast and then like charlie and i think the Wexler, I believe, was the the cameraman.
1: Yeah, so, you know, that was probably half their uh, lunch budget right right there. You know, they just like, okay, we got two pizzas to feed everybody.
0: And it it says that, yeah, uh, Matthew Festel uh, was sound, you know. I know Matt, he's actually a good guy, and his, his girlfriend, Alexis, did makeup. So, I mean, it was probably, like, you know, six, seven people in a house for, like, a handful of hours <laughs> so yeah. and I, oh, i'm
1: sure it was all filmed in one day you yeah. know.
0: oh totally totally there's no reason for it not to have been so there's because there's just not a lot of content like new content and granted there's more new content in this one though because you do get like that good solid six or seven minute long interview with John Ranky on top of the other Barbie and Kendra stuff so you do get yeah. a lot more of the girls in this one which I even though I wasn't as much of a fan of the stock footage movies they built this sequel out of it was good okay. to get more of the the actresses because I do really enjoy them as as actresses and as characters so that was yes. cool
1: yeah and, and you know like it was between them and between uh, Leslie you know this is clearly the superior of the two films, but like again, I still love the you know I'm, I'm a zombie fan too, you know uh, uh, my heart is my favorite subgenre of films so you know the Corona Zombies just the uh, the stock footage plays off a lot better.
0: Yeah, but, it's yeah Tiger King is definitely a a better film, but there's yeah, yeah there's just aspects that make Corona Zombies more rewatchable for me I think. The only yeah. the main, the one thing that would make it perfect for the type of movie that it is is if Robin had actually been in it. Yes. And it would actually uh, transcend this one, possibly. But having Leslie and, like, Mindy Sterling and a lot of the voice talent in this one, they actually, you know, they upped the voice talent game for this one. Yeah. So it it clearly stands above its predecessor in that, in that fashion.
1: So. And then we get an ending with the promises of part three, which we just got what less than a week ago. Yep. Barbie. And this one says Barbie and Kendra in space force, but the title was already changed by the time it came out and it was Barbie and Kendra storm area 51 yep. basically still pr- promises this, the same thing. It promised you a, a nice sci-fi epic, uh, yeah. but yeah, We'll wait we'll wait to review the that one and the fourth one that they're they're promising at the end of part three. We'll do that as a double feature as well sometime but yeah. uh,
0: which it's it's know. weird because I told you how much I hate the fact that I don't like if if you're gonna promise a specific movie, be sure that's what you're gonna do next because I always yes. hate when a movie does that, and this is like the third or fourth full moon movie that's promised a specific title that we did not get when the next movie came out. Uh, and I can probably cite the other ones because, uh, you know, evil bong three ends with like, you know, coming soon, evil bong versus the killer crack pipe, which we didn't get six, six, six ends with, uh, you know, coming soon for ginger dead man rebaked, which to this point we have never gotten. And, puppet master four even blatantly ends with uh the promise of uh or no puppet master three i'm sorry it actually ended with the promise of puppet master four when good puppets turn bad bad puppets turn good that's what it was but uh that ended up not being the the title they went with because i think they were like oh yeah that title is kind of Awkward and clunky, but I hate when right. you promise a specific thing and then you sort of like backstep on it. That's always very bothersome. To is me, this like enough.
1: have you know have confidence in what you're trying to sell and stick with it?
0: Yeah, my you know my producer mentality, my my approach to you know the movies I work on
1: is is you just say fuck it and do it.
0: <laughs> you know, like. Just decide this is what I want to do, and you just say "fuck yeah. it." Yeah, I and mean, if you it.
1: already put it out into the ether, just finish it. <laughs> yeah, just
0: yeah, just do it. But uh, but you know, I I mean, you know, that's just kind of you know, being a being gripy, you know, because overall, <laughs> you know, it's a it's still a fun movie, and and I I like the fact that they do promise another one at the end of this one, so. I can't really complain because I do enjoy these two characters.
1: So, yeah, I, I kind of hope that even if when if and when we get past this whole Corona pandemic and whatnot, and film sets get a, to be a little bit more back to the old normal normal as opposed to the new normal, that I I hope they keep these characters coming. You know that they keep them coming with with new material. You know, give them the, their own actual like you know full on movie and not just. You know, being the kind of the bit players that they are with the stock footage.
0: Yeah, I I would totally be okay with some <clears> characters <throat> actually come back for like a real, you know, like film. You know, yeah. like with one hundred percent new footage. But um, you know, it, it that probably would never happen. I think. But uh, it I would. Be okay not, with
1: that. Stranger things have happened in the full moon universe. That's for yeah. sure.
0: I can guarantee you they would never appear in something. They would be more likely characters to appear in something like an evil bong type world. I think.
1: Yeah, probably as, evil as opposed bong, to like Dead Man or something like that.
0: At, at the, the catch there you get though is is that you get Robin, Sidney in multiple levels of character involvement. So that becomes <laughs> tricky, uh, but. Because I mainly because I think they really wouldn't fit into something like say a Raven Wolf Towers or something like that because they aren't quite the type of, I mean and granted Cody Renee's already been in Raven Wolf Towers but th- these characters aren't quite something that would adapt to that kind of world properly. No. But I'd love to see these characters continue, you know, until yeah, you know, and everyone- they
1: have enough movies in their library. I'm sure they can keep you know. uh things rolling this way with you know doing these you know stock footage uh kind of movies
0: yeah and i'll 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 say i know a lot of people really aren't fond of these movies and they shit on full moon a lot for doing these but it's like well you can't you know they can't fly people to europe to go make subspecies five right now you know they can't like they can't do these the bigger films that they planned to do because the pandemic stopped everything so i'm okay with goofy little like popcorn movies like this you know i i wouldn't complain if i got you know seven or eight more of these over the next two years or so i really wouldn't care
1: yeah it would it would not bother me one iota i found them both to be highly entertaining
0: yeah as long as we keep getting the the two leads i'd be totally okay with it
1: same here same here well, let's go ahead and uh, get in our final rating and review on this beast. Daddy, what would you think about me growing a mole? Uh what what did you what did you think of uh Barbie and Kendra's save the Tiger King?
0: Uh it you know, it's like I said, I think it's a it's an overall better quote unquote movie than the first one. I think that the part where it kind of catches me off guard a bit is with the the stock footage movies that they utilize. Because I'm just not a... I was i I've never been a fan of, like, you know, the jungle-slash-Amazon-type subgenre of adventure movies or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, or, <laughs> you know, or, like, the disaster-type, you know, like, oh, the plane's going down kind of thing. Where the, the child storyline was kind of centered around. but But, um... You know, the, they actually merge together a lot better than the first movie do, and, you know, the wraparound stuff with Cody Renee and Robin is very strong, because they carry everything very well. And, I, like I said, I think it lends a lot of, like, higher credibility to the film to be able to get, like, actual name people like Leslie Jordan and Mindy Sterling attached as voice actors, and it added ne- another level of credibility to the title with actually getting john Ranky involved so it really did up the up the game in pretty much every fashion from the first one so uh it is a fun view honestly it's just one of those things where i feel like if you're gonna watch it you really just have to turn your brain off go in and just watch it you know for for total popcorn level involvement you know and just take it at face value and laugh at it and with it because they're laughing you know too
1: so yeah that's what i feel they're laughing too just laugh along with them you know yeah
0: it's and it's you know like i said it's not like high art or anything you know it's just supposed to make you laugh and you know you aren't supposed to take it too seriously so you know this is one of those rare instances where you know with my with my reviews I will n- normally not use like a point something, but I'm gonna give this a 7.5. I still don't think it's a, you know, which for me means it's like you know a C, <laughs> you know. Whereas like Corona Zombies, I consider like you know maybe like a C minus, you know. I'd give yeah. it like a C. So like a, you know like a 7.5 because it's better technically, but I still don't think it's like, uh, you know, any masterwork of filmmaking you know uh, it's not something you could just suggest to people to go watch either because it, no. it, has, it has the added baggage of being associated with a tv show so if you didn't watch tiger king you probably wouldn't want to give this a shot to begin with and the fact that it's actually kind of a disguised sequel because mm-hmm. it's not called corona zombies 2 so it's got its own standalone title. So it's kind of like one of those things you can't really, it's not really recommendable, I don't think, to most people unless you just are a full moon junkie. And you like yeah. the full moon it's popcorn. For a niche. It's yeah, it's for Yeah, and you like niche, the full so moon. Like yeah, so unless you like that full moon popcorn stuff, you're just not gonna dig it. So I would, I think it's better than the first one on, on you know, face value, so I'd give it a 7.5.
1: I think this might be the first time our, in our reviews and uh, our ratings that we're coming in exactly the same. We've always been off by one or two points, but I'm coming in with a 7.5 as well. That's what I had written down in my notes when I started here. Um, for a lot of the same reasons, you know, they upped their up their game You know, by getting John Ranke, getting Leslie Jordan and Gary Anthony Williams and Mindy Serling to do a lot of the voice work. I mean, and, you know, we keep hammering this point home, but leslie jordan is just he makes everything good i would recommend this movie to not very many people because as you as you said you know it's kind of it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea and i know for a lot of my friends that just like a good horror movie it's not going to be their cup of tea because it's not a horror movie you know and it is 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 a pseudo sequel to you know corona zombies but you know it's like you said it's in that kind of natural disaster, you know, plane crash, uh adventure kind of jungle, you know, lost in the jungle kind of movie. It is not really my cup of tea either, you know, for the stock footage that they use. Yeah. You know, but like you said, from a technical standpoint, they up their game, the the comic to comedic timing and everything with it with Leslie and uh Cody <laughs> and Robin sydney you know, together are it's just great. It's fun it's absolutely fun it's not a thinking man's movie you know and just having fun it's it's just very fun movie yeah it's just you know it's just a straight up comedy you know Uh, there's really no horror or anything else to it so this might be one of the first ones that i've reviewed or that we've reviewed here that hasn't been you know a straight horror or sci-fi movie yeah it's really kind of its own thing so it is like you said it, it 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 Plays off the Tiger King. So if you don't have Netflix and you've never watched it, it's not going to appeal to you. It's not even going to really make sense. But I could still find myself to recommend it to hardcore fans, to hardcore full moon fans, or people that I know just love a good, cheesy, good, bad time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, this has been a, a weird double, double feature for us. This is the, only the second double feature that I've done. Well, I've had an interesting evening uh, uh, going over these. I'm going to probably have to uh, watch uh, Barbie and Kendra Storm Area 51 because now it's the only one that I haven't watched twice. So I feel Mm -hmm. like I got to watch that one just one more time, just even everything out.
0: Yeah, I I will definitely probably rewatch it again. It's actually much shorter than the first two movies. So it's actually a pretty pretty easy view in and of itself because it's only about 49 minutes. So. yeah it's yeah, it's a very they're very easy, quick views. so
1: yes, they are. Well, once again, you have been listening to cinema degenerations howling at the full moon. This has been my co-host Dustin Hubbard, and I am your host Cameron Scott, and uh we will be waiting with bated breath for the next adventure in the Barbie and Kendra series.